It's so good to be together. As my wife said, it was a challenging night. Uh, he was supposed to, Chris was supposed to leave Knoxville at 8 o'clock and left at 1.45 a.m. this morning. And so I had to stay up and track his flight a little bit to make sure uh, he, what time he was leaving so, so TJ would know how, what time to pick him up. So I, I finally got to bed <clears throat> a little after three. So anyway, um, and got up early this morning. So it's, it's a challenge to be here this morning and especially about to get on an airplane and the first leg of the flight, 14 hours, and then the next leg is uh, nine hours, not counting the uh, in-between and changing. So um, uh, I'm 76 years of age and a half, and, and uh, I can do it. I can do it. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Well, God is good all the time, isn't he? Amen, amen. Well, um, it's, it's, um, it's a pleasure to be able to work for God. You know, um, uh, I got a text from a, from a pastor this week inviting me back to Rwanda where we were a few years ago. <clears throat> and he said, Pastor, I think he said, I, I, I can't look up the text at the moment, but I believe he said, 8,000 pastors have closed the doors in their churches because of the restrictions that's being put on them, and they're so discouraging. And he was inviting me to come back and do a pastor seminar, which I probably won't unless God would put it in my heart to do that in January. Um, they just had one, and he sent me the picture, and they had several thousand. I know when we were there before, we had 3,000 pastors that uh, came, and we don't know what it's like to be an American, have the freedom just to go and come and turn on the internet, turn it off, and make phone calls and do all the things. And when I say we don't know, I, 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 I maybe a better way to say that. I don't know that if we know how to appreciate what we have, because many times the 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 smallest of um, they're telling me to fix my hair, so <laughs> come and fix it for me. <laughs> you were supposed to have done that in... Well, in, messed up down there. Yeah, messed up down there? Okay. Thank you. Perfect. Well... We're live, folks, so this is the way it is at Experience Life. I'm sorry? Pastor, you sure are looking good. I'm sure looking good. Ah, you're sweet. Uh, you're so sweet to say that. Thank you so much, Christina. Uh, Christina is absolutely just incredible. She's been with us since, uh, I think, about since we've started. She comes all the way from... South Dallas, I guess it must be 30 miles or so to get to church, and she hardly ever misses. So faithful, serves here, and uh, we just appreciate her very good, very well. Her son and soon-to-be daughter-in-law going to be getting married when we get back. i got to do the wedding for them, uh, I think it's September 7th. And uh, uh, anyway, 
I, I'm just glad to do something for this family. They're just so so precious. And her husband Rudy, for years, drove the truck and and helped us with the loading and unloading when we were in the hotel. But anyway, we're right here in uh, uh, Experience Life Church, and good things are happening. And, and uh, next month, get ready. Probably about October for some new things that we're going to be doing. So get ready uh, for some good things to happen and take place. And let's pray that they will be successful. That will touch a lot of people locally as well as internationally. And, uh, you know, in our Hispanic church is doing very well. Last Sunday we had a wonderful, wonderful uh, service here. And the pastor from South Dallas, who I've known for a long time, he... Um, uh, preaches, of course I can't preach in Spanish or talk in Spanish, so he always gives me the opportunity and they'll interpret for me, but I, I want to keep it Spanish as much as, yeah, I'll preach every now and then, but uh, it's it's going to be growing through, uh, we, we, uh, in October we start every Sunday, we've just been doing it one Sunday a month to get sort of used to everybody and everything, but they have a great praise and worship team. And then next Sunday, Pastor Jan's going to be preaching, and then Pastor Juve Estrada, who is our Mexican pastor, he speaks English. Wow. He, he speaks English, so he'll be speaking on the, the 1st of September. And we actually get back that day, but not till about 6 o'clock at night if our flight's on time. And that flight is 16 hours. So, <laughs> so pray for us that uh, we will... Uh, Endure. <laughs> anyway, come here, Chris. It's good to have Chris here. This is our bodybuilder. Of course, he's gained a little weight since his competition. Uh, he's been eating up a storm, I think, since um, because he could only eat certain ways. But he said after this trip, he's going to go back and start his regular diet. But not the regular diet, but he's going to go back to bodybuilding and. He come in fourth place, and so we just believe next time he's going to come in first place. Yeah. Amen. And, and Chris is going with us. That's where he was born. He was born in uh, Manila, the Philippines, and uh, lived there for until uh, he was about three years old. And then uh, uh, he, he came back here to the States, and now for the first time in a long time, he's going back to see what his country uh, that he was born in really looks like. And uh, I'm glad that he can go along with us. So give Chris a big hallelujah. Thank you, Chris. He's getting tall, and, and uh, I have to look up to him. Of course, all of my grandsons I have to look up to. Chad, TJ, and Chris. I don't know where they're getting it from, but... Uh, uh, they all, they're all demanding that I look up to them. <laughs> oh, well, uh, uh, this is um, a, a, a very um, emotional day for me. You know, I, I don't know why, other than you know we're we're going away, and I don't like to be gone this long. And I trust you that everybody will just pray and hold our hands up while we're gone. Plus, it's the day that Pastor Al and Linda will be with us for their 
final time for now, you know, because they're moving. He offered to stay and preach next Sunday, but, you know, they're going anyway, and they're just going to be living in boxes for another week. And I said, why? Why live in boxes for a week and eat out of paper plates when you can get in your truck and you can go on? And, and so they'll be leaving Tuesday down to their new, uh, or to their former, uh, their former place of where they lived in uh, uh, Warner Robins, Georgia. And, um, and you know, Pastor Al has been a great compliment to our ministry and, and Linda, and I can't think of anybody really that I would have rather shared with than um, Al Rowan. Um, he, he is a man of character. He's a man of uh, integrity, and what he says is what he does. And, you know, sometimes that's not the way it is in the world today, that a lot of people say one thing and do something else. But, um, you know, I... Um, you know, I've kidded him a few times about uh, leaving, and and of course, you know, it's really kidding because I want people to be where they're supposed to be. I don't want people to to be somewhere where they're not supposed to be because if you're not, you can't really enjoy everything God has for you because if you're not doing what God wants you to do, then you're hindering the blessings of God on your life. And I want them to be blessed. And uh, after I speak here for a few minutes, I want to lay hands on them and, and uh, pray with them and ask God just to give them safety, number one, on their trip. And then as they find their way, um, he's not sure exactly what he's going to be doing. He's got some meetings. He's going to be preaching and going back up in Pennsylvania, the church he pastored there for many years, going back there and speaking for them, I guess, so. A Sunday or a week or something I don't know and a few other places and um, anyway he's going to be attending I guess while they're in home um, Pastor Darrell Yarbrough's church and you know Darrell was here with us for a long time and Kristen and you know God just supernaturally moved and of course they left here went to California I went out there and preached for them and then uh, you know God just opened a door and gave them a church and now, that church is, how many is it? I would think it's about 12 to 1,500. 12 to 1,500 people. And it's a beautiful big place, and they've invited me to speak there at the end of October. And so, anyway, I'll get to see them if they're in town. I'll get to see them when I speak there that Sunday. But uh, we're just blessed, and as I said, this is a very emotional day for me. And um, I don't know why it's an emotional. I hope it's spiritual and not just uh, something that's I'm I'm feeling. But you know, I've been praying all week. I've been praying all week for God's divine order, and I believe God's divine order is very very important. And uh, I'm going to have you pray for us, and we'll be praying for Tim and Jackie and Caitlin. As she mentioned, they're sitting on the airplane right now about to take off to their first their first leg on their flight is to Tokyo. And uh, then Tokyo, they have a layover and go to Manila. We're going a different direction. We're going to Doha, Qatar, which is altogether a different direction than I've ever gone. But... It worked out better for prices, and 
and the people helping us, it worked out better. And so uh, we're going there and, and then flying on another nine-eye horse to Manila. So anyway, are you blessed today? Amen. Father, we're just so grateful for your love and your mercies. They, they are so new every morning. And I'm so grateful, Lord, that you have uh, given us this opportunity to meet together here in the chapel at Experience Life Church and the people that's viewing with us in other parts of the world. Whatever people's needs may be, somehow, let me hear your voice, know your voice, your mind, and let me speak words of life that are anointed that will bring peace, healing, and deliverance, and comfort, and encouragement, and help, so that people will hold their head up and live directly from you and in you, uh, rather than allowing the things of the world to hinder them and keep them from enjoying their lives. So we ask your blessings today on this service and your anointing to touch each person. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, I got an unusual subject. I just have not felt like going back to finish my series I started on God's Word Defies Logic. Maybe God's wanted me to be finished with that anyway. But this morning, I'm going to be talking about living from the well of life. Living from the well of life. You know, when we're born again, you, you've, you, you know the scripture when you're born again, God's life comes in you. First John, or John 1 says uh, that, well, I'll just read it here. I can quote it, but I, I'll, I'll just... Uh, Read it to you. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All, he was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Now here's the part. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Now that always excites me when I read that verse of scripture that life produces light. And, and I, I know this is not my scripture. I, I just, it just hit my thinking and I'm reading this. Uh, it's not what I've got planned here, but, and it may not even go with my thought, but I, I, I feel like reading this, that life God's life in us is, is where that well comes from. And so if we've got that life in us, God wants us to live from the, the well of life rather than from darkness. And then it goes on to say, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness could not and cannot and will not put out that light. So I want you to remember when you have God's light in you and you're living from His life, there is a well of life that you can live from and you can look at the enemy in the face no matter how difficult it may be. And you can stand on God's Word 
It may be tough, it may be difficult on you physically and emotionally to walk through it. But somehow, God has given us the promise. He's given us His light. He's given us His life. So therefore, we can not just endure, but we can live with the well of life flowing through us. Now, I'll read my text this morning. It is in John chapter 7, verses 37 and 8. Now on the final and most important day of the feast, Jesus stood and he cried in a loud voice, If any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, who cleaves to and trusts is in, and relies on me as the scripture has said, for in his innermost being shall flow continuously springs of living water. From your innermost being, from your innermost being, the Bible says continually there can be a flow of that life through you. No matter what the darkness situations may be around you, it doesn't change what's on the inside of you unless you allow it to hinder you. Now, I believe this with all of my heart that every believer in Jesus should live from the well of the Holy Spirit rather from the negative things around you and the negative things that we experience in life. And, and let me say, we all have things that we face daily, but remember, instead of letting the, the negative things that we face Let's draw from the well of life. It's a choice to draw from the well of life. It's a choice to live from darkness. So what choice will you make? You know, I, I say this, if we're going to be successful, we've got to confront continually negativity. Negativity is always present. And so... The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7 that we walk by faith and not by sight. And why does it say that? Why do we walk by faith and not by sight? Because what we see, what we see in the natural is not always in agreement and most of the time not in agreement with what's coming from the inside from the power of the Holy Ghost. So if you want to live by faith, you can However, that means that you got to ignore the issue. That means that you got to ignore not not reality, but you got to ignore the enemy and let him know that he is not going to take you down the path of darkness and ne negativity. But in the midst of your in the midst of your crisis or storm, that you still have that well of life on the inside of you. See, we can't be negative inside and positive outside. It just doesn't work that way. Whatever you are, uh, whatever you are on the inside, it's always going to show up on the outside. You know, you've heard me tell the story of the mother sitting in church and she had her little child with her and the child kept standing up in the pew and, and the mother would push the child down and say, okay, sit down, you got to sit down, you can't stand up in church. And finally, you know, he sat down and he looked up at her and he said, I may be sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside. <laughs> so God wants us to continually draw from the inside. Now, 
You know, to me, negativity is devastating. And how many people do we see today that's caught up in negativity? You know, just like on the shows that you watch on TV or, or to the movies, you, you really should be watchful of, of what you, you watch because they're sublineal and, and they have ways of just feeding negativity into you. And just like certain songs, you know, you listen to, uh, especially if they're not, I mean, you know, not Christian songs, but some, uh, some, some of those songs will just get you down to the wrong road. And especially, you know, when you start listening to them, they'll make you sad. They'll make you think of your past. They'll make you uh, think of somebody else. But, you know, that's why I like the old songs from the, the hymn books, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound, that saved me when I was a wretch. And, and, and saved a wretch like me. I, I was lost, but praise God, today I'm found. Amen. Amen. So, so I, I like singing something that, that does not identify with negativity. I like to sing something that identifies with life. Living your life in a negative way has greater fallout than most people realize. And it's amazing of the amount of people that I talk to that are negative. And trust me, you know, um, I, I am not above negativity or thinking negative or allowing my emotions to get in touch with me. You know, yesterday, yesterday I was at the bank and had a little encounter at the bank and I felt something come up. I felt something come up and it went out my mouth. And I thought to myself after it was over, I apologized and I said, I didn't know I had that in there. Where did that come from? Now, come on. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. I, I, I mean, that person was, you know, they, they weren't the sweetest person in the world to deal with. But uh, anyway, and they was doing some things that was hindering me. And, uh, and, and you know, I, I, I've been there in, in that bank 20 years, and um, everybody knows me. And so uh, for this one to, to treat me that way, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, Anyway, this stuff come up, and, I, and it come out of my mouth, and see, it will. Negativity will come out of your mouth before you even realize it, and you'll wonder where it comes from. And I got up and prayed yesterday morning and read my Bible. <laughs> and a couple of hours later, I'm down the road of peace, and when I'm down the road of peace in front of somebody, I'm just thinking, I don't like what I'm feeling here. So as I said, I had to, to repent to her and, 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 and then I repented to the Lord and, and then the devil tried to get on my back and make me feel guilty uh, for another couple of hours because I, I let that negativity slip up in me. But you know, well, finally I said, oh, shut up. I said, you ain't got any sense anyway or you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. You wouldn't have got cast. You, would, you wouldn't have tried to take God's place if you, were, if you had any sense and you got cast out and your future's not very good. So leave me alone. I got a good future. Well, anyway, let me get on to the preaching. Philippians 4 and 6 says, Be anxious for nothing. Now, that's easy to read, isn't it? And that's easy for me to say it to you. 
But you know what? Things come, things come that you have to deal with anxious anxious things that's around you because you know when people tell you something when people uh, do something or there's changes or 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 somebody acts a certain way or whatever you know it's not always easy not to be anxious especially if you're making major changes in your life and you're doing things you know that that that's you know difficult or a stretch but um Anyway, you, you can let that well of life come through you in the anxious moments that you have. And see, there's more, uh, the more time that we spend being anxious and worrying over things, the more you're going to be hindering the purpose and plans of God for yours and my life. And I don't want to hinder the purpose and plan for the rest of my life. I want your life to be the, the rest of your life to be the best of my life. Everybody say that. I want the rest of my life to be the best of my life. Well, Proverbs 10 and 11, and this comes from the message translation, and it says, and this is really where I get my, my real thought from about two things I'm sharing here, the well of life and then the cave of darkness. It says, the mouth of a good person is a deep life-given well. The mouth of the wicked is a dark cave of abuse. Now, I want to read that again. The mouth of a good person is a deep life-given well. The mouth of the wicked is a dark cave of abuse. And so, again, I just said uh, how that I have a well of life on the inside of me, but something started coming from somewhere else. (laughs) And I was choosing to go somewhere else rather than let the well of life come up in me. So you and I have a chance. Now, the difference between a well and a cave is, uh, you know, you intentionally uh, dig a well um, that gives water and nourishment, of course, and it's, it's, it, it's good and healthy to drink, and you, you cook with it, and you bathe with it if you're out where you need a well. And so, um, so the difference between that you intentionally uh, dig the well to get fresh water. And, uh, and then when you think about a cave, when you think about a cave, most all caves are the results of elements which were formed by the environment. A cave is dark with no substance of life, but fresh water gives life to the thirsty. So we should be thirsty for the freshness of God's glory and goodness every day instead of going into the cave of darkness. I don't know if how many of you have ever gone into a cave, but I, we used to preach a lot up in Washington State, and, and um, we would go up there, and one time I took Chad, when Chad was younger, we took Chad, and uh, uh, we were on this mountain just out of Seattle, um, a, couple of, a couple of hours from Seattle, and... Uh, Anyways, we was up high on this mountain. <clears throat> he wanted to explore these caves. And, uh, you know, he was going in there, and they were dark. And, of course, we were sitting in the car watching him. And he, he went in one of them, and I, 
<laughs> I, I, I let the, I guess I let the uh, negativity uh, come out of me, and I said, Chad, watch that bear. <laughs> oh, did Chad run out of that cave? Oh, shame on, shame on Papa, uh, shame on Papa. But. It was dark in there, you know, and he was exploring these caves, and he didn't have the light. And, and anyway, I don't know why I told you about that, but uh, I, I don't like caves. I know, no matter where they are, I don't like caves. You know, in Tennessee, they got some caves, and they're supposed to be pretty and all of this, but I don't want to go see the pretty when I got to go in there and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I don't want to do that. I don't like caves. I like, I like wells of life. You know, many years ago, back in the, the, I think the middle 70s or somewhere, we moved out of town and I bought a farm and uh, we bought, bought 40 acres of ground there and built a house there and the kids was all small and I thought it'd be good to just raise, because I was gone all the time and uh, she was home, so I thought it'd just be good to have the kids land and and um, they had their little mini bikes, and there was a lake there. And and uh, but we had to dig a well for our our um, water because it's too far out of the city to have city water. And I remember um, the the big uh, the big thing that dug the well. The guy came and set up and decided where I don't know how he figured out where was the best place to uh, dig the well. But anyway, he did, and he started digging, and he was going through rock, and just kept going through rock, and finally, I mean, it went way down, like 120 feet or something, and uh, maybe maybe deeper, I don't know, but it was really deep. He kept telling me, he said, I don't know, this is, this is deep, and we're going through this rock, but finally they went through the rock, and when they did, it zoom, uh, he hit a river. It was like a, it was just like a, he said this, and, and then the water from that uh, well, from that force of water that they hit, it just started bubbling up and coming up out of the well. It had so much pressure on it, and for years that we lived there, we enjoyed that well because it brought us fresh water in our house to cook with, to drink with, and, you know, we didn't have to buy bottled water. I mean, back in those days, you didn't have bottled water. And who would have ever believed that water would cost more than gasoline? Isn't that amazing? But anyway, we had a well of good fresh water that that we, and I even got a little crazy, I guess, and had an old uh, pump. Uh, she didn't get too excited about it. Uh, I, we had taps and everything in the house, but I wanted I wanted one of them old pump things in there, and it actually worked. And she never was a happy camper about that that thing. Uh, she said, I don't know why you got to have this old ugly thing in it. I don't know why she let me do it, but uh, I guess maybe I had a little more muscle then than I do now. I don't know. Anyway, uh, fresh water came, and it was an underwater, almost like a lake. This guy said, as long as I've been digging wells, I, and, and we, were on, we were living on Lookout Mountain uh, in, in, uh, just out of uh, Chattanooga, we were living on top of that mountain, and this, can you believe that water was rushing like that on top of a mountain? Anyway, well, it really wasn't on top because it went down over 120 feet, but still, 
compared to how high the mountain was, that, that was nothing. But you see, that's the way God is. No matter how high, how low, whatever, God's got a well of water that's flowing for us. And if we'll just stop sometimes and draw from the well instead of drawing from all the negativity that's around us. Can somebody say amen? Amen. See, God's intention was never for you or me to live our life in a negative, uh, in a negative sense uh, of, of letting negative drive us or letting negative just keep us in bondage. But ever since Adam fell, ever since Adam and Eve sinned, negativity has become a part of the human nature. I mean, it's easy. I mean, it's, it's easy. Maybe not for you, uh, but it's easy to find yourself just, just getting over there and finding yourself thinking negative thoughts. Hmm. I guess I'm the only one. Well, human nature, ever since Adam and Eve sinned, has to deal with negativity. You know, uh, I believe it afflicts and limits many believers because they will not confront negativity. You know, it shows up. It shows up in households. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm grateful for my relationship with Pastor Sharon. You know, we're we're very compatible. Um, we're very compatible, but you know, she she wouldn't argue if you. You know, if you, if you tried to, to do it, she wouldn't argue. But when I was younger, I wanted to argue. You know, I, I, if, if she said something, I wanted to say, why? Well, I'm young, 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 young. Well, you know, I learned that wasn't the well of life to argue. But I see some couples, I see some families that it's always argue, 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 argue. Some, you know, I was in a place the other day and, and the husband said something to the wife and uh, is in a business place. And she turned around and shot back at him. And I'm thinking, he just told her something. He didn't ask for that. But I mean, it was a, it was a cave of darkness. <laughs> I mean, so many words came out in her body expressions. And he said, well, I was just telling you what's happening. Well, why are you telling? I mean, well, I ain't going to get into that, but uh, it's just—it's just amazing. It's just amazing to see how easy it is to to veer away from the well of life. See, negativity happens if you don't continually renew your mind with God's word. And and remember, I just told you the little incident. I renewed my mind, but I went up the street. Two hours later, something hit before I even realized it was hitting. So if you don't hear the word, apply it, you'll become negative and believe the negative rather than the good. Isn't that what people are doing in our media today? Isn't that what's happening in the media today? That people believe the media rather than believing the truth. You know, uh, back when we were doing uh, our big meetings, most, you know, many, many, many cities that we went into, the, the press would come and write about our meetings. 
Well, they never wrote the truth. Uh, very seldom did they ever write the truth. I remember I was in Sudbury, Ontario, Canada years ago, and we, we rented the, I think the college auditorium in Sudbury, I believe it was, and it was jam-packed, and, you know, I mean, it was just, just, just really jam-packed. I don't know, people got saved, people got healed, but I prayed for one person, and that one person, we didn't see the results uh, of, of what we'd like to see when I prayed for them. So all the, the, all the pictures, everything, we got a two-page spread in the newspaper, but everything there was negative instead of positive. One thing that did not happen the way we wanted it to is what they wrote about instead of writing about all of the things of the people that did get healed of all of the hundreds and hundreds of people that jammed the auditorium and stood outside because they couldn't get in and and they they didn't write about all the people that came down for salvation and, and received Christ they didn't write none of that so you can't listen to the press if you listen to the press you're going to be deceived and you're going to be caught up in negativity and going around you know I hear people that'll tell me that listen did you hear this did you hear that did you hear that did this is going to happen that's going to happen I said I, I'm not going to listen to that I said I know I've read the end of the book and I know that God's going to take care of you and me regardless of what they say uh, uh, over the news greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. And we all know that Jesus came that we might have life and have it in abundance. The cross and the resurrection is about life. Oh yeah, the cross brought death, but after the cross brought resurrection, it brought life. Folks, I'm telling you, we have the life of God today and let us live from life. Let's not let, let, let the things that we encounter uh, day by day, don't let it keep happening to you but resist it and draw from that well of life and rebuke the enemy and when you make a mistake or let negativity in admit it and, and don't try to ignore it and act like it didn't happen just go ahead and repent and go on and when you do you'll get stronger drawing from the well of life amen See, Jesus is about life. And if you, want God, if you want to live a godly life, your thoughts and your mouth must be filled with words that draws from the well of life. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Everybody say, a well of life. See, we've got to make an effort to guard our thoughts. We've got to make an effort to guard our thoughts. You know, Again, now I'm not going to excuse negativity, but I've been all this week really working hard to get everything together, and my life has really been consumed, and uh, knowing that we got changes here, and what we're doing, and uh, going to be in several cities, uh, and taking several flights, and and you know, you get you get occupied with things that's not an excuse to let negativity in but you see that's how it can happen that's how it can happen and I guess sometimes we don't we get so preoccupied with what we're doing we're not guarding our thoughts or our hearts but God wants us to 
continually stop. And that's what happened to me yesterday. After, after I felt something come up, I just stopped in my car and I said, Lord, I've been really, and I don't like the word busy. I just don't like that word at all. I like productive. I don't like busy. But I have been busy. And I just stopped and I said, Lord, I'm going to be at rest. I'm going to be at peace regardless of all the things I've got to do. And you're going to let that well of life flow out of me. And I'm going to be pleasant. No matter what happens, I'm going to be pleasant. And you know what? The peace of Jesus just came over me and has been over me ever since. The peace of Jesus has just been up on me and even staying up all night, uh, even though my body does not get excited about it, the peace of Jesus was upon me that everything's going to be all right. What do you think about Jesus? He's all right. Oh, yes. Oh, tell me. How's it go, Pastor Allen? What do you think? What do you think about Jesus? He's all right. What do you think about Jesus? He's all right. Yes, save my soul. He's all right. See, now we're going to miss that. I know, I know what the songs are, but I don't remember how to sing them, so we're going to miss that. Because uh, he can remember all the words. Anyway, we've got to make a, a, an effort continually to guard your thoughts and put a watch on your mouth. Speak words that bring life instead of darkness. Speak life instead of negativity. Psalms 141.3. I read this every day in my prayer time. And uh, uh, I guess, you know, if you don't watch, it says, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. When is he, why, why was he saying that to us? Because of negativity can get in and come out rather than the life. They're both in there. So, which one are you going to yield to? Proverbs 18 and 21, then this is the New Living Translation, and we all know this, and from the King James it's a little bit different, but here it says, those who love to talk will experience consequences. <laughs> For the tongue can kill or, or it can kill or nourish life. There it is. Those who love to talk will experience the consequences. For the tongue can kill. Uh, the tongue can kill. <laughs> or nourish life. Amen. Wow. Amen. So again, let me remind you. This, if something's coming from the cave of darkness... It's going to kill. <laughs> it's certainly not going to nourish. I, I, you know, I, I, I probably said this this morning just a little bit differently, but negativity comes nat naturally. You don't have to work at it. <laughs> oh, come on, somebody. Negativity comes 
naturally, you don't have to work at it. You have to work at the well of life. I think all Christians have to overcome negativity to some degree. I know I have to confront it. I had to yesterday. And if I don't confront it, I'll start sliding into negative thinking, and then my mouth starts getting negative as my thoughts. Are you here? See, every day, I, or pardon me, every day, you and I should decide I'm going to tap in to that well of life. I'm going to tap into that well of life. You know, as I, I go back and I keep thinking about that well and when that guy that had that big machine and when he hit that well of water and how it began to gush out and we actually drink it right there uh, as it was coming out. We got a cup and he said, this is good water. You'll never have any problem here. Well, uh, God... Uh, wants us to uh, have that life, that thirstiness for his life, not, not giving in to the negativity. And, and you know, when you start thinking negative, first of all, you say, well, I don't know how we're going to do this. I don't know how we're going to make it. I, I don't know. I, it just looks, it's, how are we going to do this? And then, you know, we got so much problems, it, and you know, they just start agreeing, and it gets worse, and all that anxiety begins to build up, and when the anxiety builds up, it locks your brain from the well of life flowing through you and showing you creativity. Amen? See, God will, through that well of life, as we give in to the well of life instead of the negative thinking, that well of life will begin to work on our thought patterns and we, we may not know what to do. And you've heard me say this many, many, many times. I, 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 I experience things uh, probably weekly or sometimes more. I don't know what to do, but I don't say I don't know what to do because that brings me into negative thinking. God, you're showing me what to do. Holy Spirit, you're showing me what to do. And I'll take Romans 8, 20, uh, uh, 26. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. For the Spirit himself makes intercession for us. And, and so I'll begin to pray in the Holy Ghost to get rid of the negativity so that that well of life can flow through me. And God can show me what to do. You know, some people at, at work, they can hear something going on at work and then they'll start talking about the company. And then they'll say, well, you know, if anybody's going to get in trouble, it's going to be me. If anybody's going to be let go, it's going to be me. And then there'll be viruses going around. Oh, I know. I'll get it. I get, I get hay fever. I get colds every winter. I don't confess all of that kind of stuff. I mean, every now and then I get a cold or every now and then something happens. But I say it happened then. I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not getting a cold. I'm not saying that it's winter when it comes or whatever or traveling and going through different environments. No, I don't say. Yeah, some people say, well, I, well when I get on the airplane, this happens. When I get on this, this time zone, this happens. Well, you know what I say? Everywhere I go, I speak the word of God. I speak life and not death. I'm not going to get into saying what somebody else has said. You know, some of my family, you know, some of my families have different conditions. You know, my, my brother had a, a, a heart condition. My sister had a bypass. My, my daddy had a, a, a four, four 
bypass and and um, and uh, somebody else and my my sister another one of my sisters had a bypass uh, several of them and 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 you know the doctor said well this is in your family I said well it might be in my family but it's not in me I just went to see him the other day, and he said, he said, you know, you just, I'm not trying to worry you or anything. I want you to be at peace. And he said, uh, uh, you're all right. <laughs> he said, you got a little calcium right here or something, but you're all right. He said, but remember, it's in your family. I said, remember what you said, my family, not me. <laughs> see, I could have said, and some people said, well, you know, that runs in their family. That runs in their family, so I guess they're going to. He he got all hammers, and I guess I guess they they're going to get it too. Well, why do you want to put that on somebody? Because they got it doesn't mean somebody. Oh, that's in the blood. That's in the DNA. Oh, give me a break. We got life from God. I hope them in the control room, I didn't scare them with that yell in there. And I hope it went over the air all right. Whew. Ooh, but just, I just, I, I'm telling you, when I think about this, of how people will sit around and just talk about all the things that happens in families and all the things that takes place. I mean, I know DNA is strong, but I know the life of God is greater than DNA that we carry in our bodies. And when are we going to learn that God is greater than our parents' DNA that we got inside of us? We got the Holy Ghost living on the inside of us. So let's live from that well of life. It's easier for some people, though, to believe the worst than to believe the best. Well, you know, she did that before. He did that before. Well, you know. Well, I'd like to say they got free from that, and they're, being, they're doing better now. I believe the best. But it just seems some people get drawn to the, to the negative more than the positive. And when we hear about people's mistakes, rather than all, all the time, what, uh, as I said, we, instead of talking about them, let's just pray that they'll learn better from that mistake and won't go down that same old road. You know, many, many of their prisoners, many of them go back because of negativity. They go back because of of the lack of life flowing through them. They've, they've believed they're no better or they can do no better or, or they've lived in that negativity so long when they get out of prison, they start gravitating to the thing that took them in there. We need to gravitate to the life of the Holy Ghost. Let the power of God saturate us from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. That when we walk out of our house, we walk out not as just a human being, which we are, but let's walk out knowing that we have the life of God inside of us to confront anything that the devil would bring against us. I, I obviously I'm not going to get through and I'm just going to try to bring this down but I got a few points here that I want to close with that I want to start closing with Rose it might be good for you to come give them some hope <clears throat> <laughs> 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 
Number one, negativity. See, I'm just getting to number one. Negativity reveals what's going on inside of a person. Negativity is always about inner defeat. It's about what's really going on inside of you. And remember, remember that the mouth of the righteous should be a well of life. It should be a well of life, not a mouth or a well of defeat. Matthew 12, 34, I've got some thoughts here that I need to, to bring to you today before I just finally finish this. Out of the abundance, Matthew 12, 34, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what's in abundance is what comes out. That's why when the Bible says his mercies are new every morning, that we have to make a choice to give in to those new mercies. See, if you want to know what's coming from your heart, listen to what you say. If you want to know what's in your heart, just take record of what you say. And if you'll take record for a day of what you say, you may be amazed to see where you're living from. Your words could be criticism about your company or where you work. Fellow employee, your church, your pastor, your mother, your father, your neighbor, your mother-in-law. But negativity is always pointing the finger somewhere else. It's never me. It's somebody else's fault. See, negativity, negativity, negativity is simply a reflection of what's really going on in me. It doesn't matter where we point to. Ultimately, what we see determines, what we see is determined by where we're seeing from. What we see is determined from what, where we're seeing from. You can see bad with these eyes, but the well of life on the inside will help you to see beyond what you see. While we look not at things that are seen, for things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are unseen are eternal. Negativity always justifies itself. Negativity always justifies itself. Proverbs 16 and 2. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits, though the thoughts and the intention, the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So let me read it again. All the ways of man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits, the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So God knows what's in there. He knows why you're doing it. He knows why you're doing it. See, if you're, if you're negative, you always see from that negative perception. You perceive, if you're, if you're a negative person, everything that you go through is negative. People are negative around you. This is going to be negative. That's going to be negative. And you always blame others for what's happening. And it's amazing how people can have opposite 
perspectives of the same subject. What we see and live by is judged and determined by whether we are seeing from a cave of defeat or a well of life. Two people can look at the same thing and it's amazing how those two people can see two totally different things. It's no secret that Pastor Sharon and I have been friends with Dave and Joyce Meyer for over 30 years. And um, I think we met in the 80s. And um, our relationship grew and um, we've stayed in Joyce Meyer's home. And Dave, many times we've vacationed together with them. We still do sometimes. And they've stayed in our home here in Dallas many times. We've been in hotel rooms in the same city. We've been in foreign countries together. And, but she had a brother named David. Now Joyce, Joyce was molested by her father over and over again. I can't even, and I've told her many times, and I can't even comprehend how any father could hurt his child. And I'm sure most of you have heard her testimony. But David went to Vietnam, and when he went to Vietnam, got on drugs and and David really came up without living in the environment of abuse. Joyce's father was not a very kind man and very dysfunctional along with her mother. And for Joyce to be doing what she's doing today, it's miraculous. But it was a choice. She chose to live from the well of life rather than the cave of darkness where she had lived so much of her life. But David... David decided, you know, he didn't want that, so he moved out in Arizona and was working out there, and his life was a mess. And so one day he called Joyce, and he said, I was watching your own television, sis, and I want to change my life. So they sent him a plane ticket from, to, from Arizona to where they live in Missouri, and uh, he came to live with them, and he said he accepted the Lord and, and he got cleaned up and was really doing wonderful and was a, seemed to be a very happy guy. And he was traveling with Joyce and I told Joyce, I said, now Joyce, I said, one day David's going to wake up. I said, right now he's in, he's in a world that he's never lived in before the best hotels, flying on private jet and being around all these wonderful people that just thinks he's wonderful. I said, but one day he's going to wake up and he's going to say, do I believe this? That, do I believe in God or am I enjoying my environment? Well, sure enough. She said, oh, Don, he's going to be okay. He's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. But you know, one day, David kind of woke up facing reality. I've got to live this. Joyce can't live it for me. I've got to overcome drugs. I've got to overcome alcohol. I've got to overcome all the badness of my life. And he began to get back into the negative, negative world and 
uh, on and on and on. And so Joyce called me and she said, Don, I'm just really concerned about David. Do you think you could help him? I said, I don't know. She said, well, I'm sending him. She sent him here to Dallas. She said, I'm sending him here to Dallas for you to, to help, help him and encourage him. And so I remember picking David up at the airport and he stayed in our home. But I said, Dave, we're getting up at, David, we're getting up at 5.30 in the morning and we're going to pray and we're going to have Bibles. Oh, okay, 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 Pastor, whatever you say. So we get up in the morning at 5.30, we'd pray, we'd have our Bible study. And back, at, back then I was still riding Harleys and so I had a friend that had one. He and I'd go ride our Harleys sometimes. But I could see Dave, David was struggling. He was struggling. He just couldn't, he just couldn't seemingly inside live from the well of life. He was given in to that cave of darkness. He was given in to that day. So Joyce had called me up and she said, how's David doing? I said, well, you know, Joyce, I said, I can't answer the question. He tells me what he thinks I want to hear. But I said, I just, I just know Dave needs to take some steps. Well, anyway, he went back and eventually went back to Arizona and unfortunately lost his life um, by his choice. And uh, you look at one's perspective that had been through all kinds of torment, but she chose the well of life even though darkness but the brother that had never been through and experienced what she had, he blamed everybody and lived from that cave of darkness and died from the cave of darkness. So let me, let me just encourage you. What is your perspective when you go home, when you are at work? What is your perspective? Proverbs 4.23. Now, I, I got to finish with this now, I promise you. Above all else, guard your affections. For they influence everything in your life. Guard your affections, for they influence everything in your life. And here's a very interesting scripture, a couple of scriptures that I, I think we need to really take heart to as I begin to uh, wrap this up. Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10. Listen to this. This is, this is shocking. The heart is the most de deceitful thing there is and desperately wicked. Look at that. The heart is the most deceitful thing there is and desperately wicked. No one can really know how bad it is. Only the, Lord, only, the, only the Lord knows. He searches all hearts. Watch it here. Watch now. And examines deepest motives. So he can give to each person his right reward according to his deeds and how he has lived. Now that's, this, this could be a frightening scripture. But it's not frightening to me because I don't mind God searching my motives. And if my motives are wrong, 
I want to be like David when he said, Search me, O God, and know my heart, I pray. See if there be anything in me that's displeasing to you. So when we read what Jeremiah said, we have the opportunity every day to decide whether we're going to let the wrong thoughts or the right thoughts lead us. If we let the right thoughts remain in our minds, we'll go the right way. And here's the finish now. I hear people say, well, you know, you just need to follow your heart. You just need to follow your heart. Now, now let me tell you something. I know that's an intended to be a very good statement. I hear lots of people that's got great ministries. I hear them say that term. Just follow your heart. What's your heart telling you? Well, when I read Jeremiah, I have to realize I can't follow my heart. I have to follow the well of life. I have to follow what God says because sometimes my heart could be telling me to hate somebody. My heart could tell me sometimes to do the wrong things. So we have to, the Bible said we have to guard our heart not against living and not letting anybody in, but we have to protect ourselves that we don't let the negativity in and that we live from a cave of darkness rather than from the light. So when you say, when you say that, and I know the intent of it is good, and I've said it many times before I, I really latched on to this scripture in Jeremiah where Jeremiah said that, um, that he, um, he said, the heart is the most deceitful thing there is and desperately wicked. Well, where did it come from? Where did it come from? It come from Satan whenever he wanted to be equal with God and he got cast out. And then when he deceived Eve and then Adam let that take over. So we see how evil got into the heart of man through Satan. And so he's always out there trying to plant something and to divide you. You know, it's easy to divide people just like... People will say, I, I, I had one person used to come to our church said, well, I just need a break from church and people. Well, I, I don't believe that. I mean, it's all right to take a break. Don't, don't misunderstand me. It's all right to take a break and uh, a week or two and rest, do whatever you need. But this person said, I just need a break from people and, and church. Well, that's, that's not true. No one needs a, 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 an extended break from church. Well, the next thing you know, this person quit tithing. Next thing you know, they're hanging around with all negative people and they're talking about people in the church and they're talking about people at work. And then, and then now this person's got real physical issues. Physical issues because they gave in to the cave of, and started living from the cave of darkness rather than living from the well of life. So I, I see it happen over and over again. The right way, the wrong way. I mean, good people that have sit right here and, and said, I need a break from people and I need a break from church. Well, maybe they ought to take a break from work and have no money. Isn't that amazing how they want to break from church and break from people, but they don't take a break from work because they need the money, so they go to work and work with people that they don't like. I, don't, I can't figure that one out. Until I read Jeremiah. And when I read Jeremiah, I know what people let in their heart. So, 
I, I'm going to finish here because I think this is a, a great place to to stop and 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 just ask you ask you to let God help you enjoy life rather than allowing life to dictate to you what you're going to do and what you're going to say and how you're going to live. You start dictating back. I'm living from the well of life regardless of what comes or what goes. Father, I pray over every person in this room today. Wherever there's been an issue in their life that they have had to deal with or are, are dealing with, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you will just speak to them and minister to them and let them see they have a choice to live from the well of life or they can live from the cave of darkness. And I pray for all of our viewers, wherever they're viewing from anywhere in the world, God, that they will hear this message today. They will hear this message today and I want every one of you here to repeat this and the people that's listening, I want us to repeat this prayer. Dear Lord, I give you my life. I give you the, the privilege to look into my heart. Search my motives. I want my heart to be pure before you. I want to live from the well of life, not the cave of darkness. Jesus, from this moment on, I make you Lord of my life. I thank you, Lord. I can guard my heart. I can guard my heart with the Word. Not guarding and keeping people out of my life. Except the wrong ones. I'm only letting the right ones in. And I thank you from this day forward. I will live from the well of life with my thoughts, my words, my deeds, my actions, my life, Lord. I surrender to you completely. Forgive me for my mistakes. Forgive me for my wrongs. Forgive me for losing it emotionally. And today I receive your strength. I receive your strength. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Uh, Pastor Sharon, would you come up here? And Ellen, Linda, would you just come up here? I want you to, I want to just pray with you guys. And, and um, I want everybody here, just stretch your hand forward and you that's in uh, our internet audience. As you've heard Pastor Al say, we've hadn't been the closest of friends in the last years, but we met when we were just kids. I was 18 and he was 17. And he just had a happy birthday. He finally caught me. Yeah, you're, you're up with me now. You're, you're in the 76th club now. So uh, we get to stay together for a little while. And, and he caught us, didn't he? He did. He caught us. I mean, he doesn't think so. He wants to hold on to that, that those few months there, you know. But uh, uh, we know. We know. We know he's in the 76th club now. No, you can't talk. <laughs> no, if you want to talk. Get him a microphone if he wants to talk. <laughs> uh, uh, because, go ahead if he wants. You've got something you want to say, Al? No, I'm just teasing. 
y'all were talking, I said maybe we should talk. Oh, well, maybe y'all should talk, okay. Well, but we, we, we kind of know, don't we? We do. Uh, now, this one over here, she's not got there yet, but... Uh, yeah, she, she. I'm not going to catch you either. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's not going to catch us either. Oh, but it's been a, it's been a good thing for you and for me, and and I hope it's meant as much to you, and Linda, as it has to us for you to be here to be, uh, helping us in ministry, and, you know, God brings things together for seasons, and sometimes when those seasons are over if we follow God in the season then blessings come but if we don't follow God in the seasons then that's where we start getting into that cave of darkness that I'll preach from today and so I want us to just believe that uh, Al and Linda as they go back to Georgia that the right door will open for them they you know God just blessed them with the right house uh, I mean, it's just amazing, right across the street from your sister, is it? And, um, I mean, just, just amazing. And, um, you know, uh, just, just all kinds of things fell in place for them when they went to Georgia here a few weeks ago to look it all over. And, and uh, other things have just fallen into place for them. And so um, they'll be leaving, and if anybody wants to help them load the truck tomorrow, you can do that too. Uh, but anyway, let's just pray for them that the divine order of God will take place and the rest of their life will be the best of their life. Amen. Father, I thank you for Al and Linda Rowan. I thank you for their many years of experience in the ministry and all those years they served in uh, Pennsylvania all the people that they pastored and hundreds and hundreds of people there. And then when they moved on, Lord, I, I, I just thank you that I've had the privilege to work side by side with them for this season. And I just ask God that as they step out in this new dimension, even at their age, it's not easy to make these kind of major changes. But Lord, you are their strength and they're living from the well of life. And I ask God that their time here will be multiplied again and again and, and what they've sown here, they will reap in many, many ways of how you will bless them, pressed down, shaken together of their time of sowing here with Pastor Sharon and me and Experience Life Church and all the people in the internet that has been blessed by his ministry. Open the right door. Close the wrong one. Let them know in their hearts which is the right door. Give them divine favor as they go and as they drive the truck down to Georgia and pull that car. Give them safety and protection. Watch over them that no harm comes to them or uh, uh, nothing happens physically or, or to the car or no one runs into the truck or the car. I thank you, Lord, that you're just watching over them and you're blessing them and you, you are increasing them more and more in the days as they go. And Father, they, they'll realize this time 
was a time you set aside for them. Uh, Lord, for things good to happen to Al in his physical body. You, you put him in touch with the, the right people and they were able to help him. And, and God, we, we, we don't know how sometimes that you are taking us this place for this to happen and for that to happen. And so whatever reason, you're taking them back to Georgia. And I believe, Lord, it's not just to be with family, but I believe it's to follow you and be at peace and be able to be a blessing to many. So I just impart to you, I impart to you blessings, blessings beyond your compare. Spiritually, emotionally, physically, and financially that you have never encountered. Financial blessings that you've never encountered that will come from totally unexpected sources. Lord, that it'll just be a party time for them when they open those letters or people just bring them money or whatever happens or however it comes, Lord. And Father, what Satan stole from them, what Satan stole from them, this, this awful thing that happened through someone, through his brother, all this the, the possessions and money that was stolen. Somehow, God, I just believe you bring it back that they can enjoy it and they can be in abundance and give like they've never given before because of the abundance that comes to them. And Father, the, the man that did this deception and wrong and lied, somehow deal with him. God, deal with him and let him see, God, somehow that he took a wrong step, a wrong turn. And God, you can deal with him. You can change things that we don't know how because we're living from the well of life, not the cave of darkness. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're blessing them on the east, the west, the north, and the south. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Love you. Love you. You want to say anything? Uh, you want to say something first? You're, you're, you're such, you know, you, since we've been here, you haven't had a lot of words. And I know you have a few. Well, again, we're just going to, we're really going to miss you. You have been our family here and we thank God for you especially Hester Don and Sharon we love them deeply and all of you so much please 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 keep us in your prayers that can mean so very much to us and we hope to see you soon you never know <laughs> you never know we will be invited back yes you will because I'll come whether I'm invited or not. So I'd rather have the invitation. You don't need uh, one. You don't need one. I've said this a number of times already, but I will, it bears repeating. And by the way, you always preach good, but today was a gem. Oh, thank you. This was a gem. Thank you. Because that cave of darkness can tempt all of us to speak. You know, I, I never have that temptation. <laughs> I'm speaking for those that might. Uh, but uh, something kept coming across my mind today. Uh, don't, don't try to play this, please. <laughs> there are some days 
that feels so long. Sometimes I sense within myself I can't go on. But to my heart God brings a song and gives to me the strength I need to carry on. I'm going on. I'm going on. I'm going on towards the mark, towards my home. So many lives depend on what I do. Give me the strength, dear Lord. I'm going on for you. Not saying that for you, but I'll take it too. <laughs> love you, my brother. We've enjoyed all of your love and affection. You, you know, you'll always be in our heart. And so keep us in prayer, like Linda said. But, you know, once you're in our heart, you're in our heart. Amen. And you're not coming out. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to receive our tithes and offerings today for the church and you that is viewing. Um, hopefully you'll be a part of this. And um, before you make them out, if any of you want to contribute to their truck rental and gas and stuff, if you want to contribute and be a blessing to them, feel free to just put it there in the envelope and, and say we want to be a part of your, your um, leaving. And... Um, and bless you so that the expense won't be so high. So you, you that want to be a blessing, <clears throat> go ahead and just mark it on your envelope, as we always do. And this way we'll know, we'll know what you're doing. And uh, uh, summer's coming to a close. School has started. And, uh, you know, different ones have not been able to be here. And Sister Needmore, I just heard this morning, is in England and going to be moving to Georgia. Uh, not Georgia, Florida. I'm going to be moving to Florida, and um, we uh, we miss sis Sister Needmore. I mean, her, her her life has just been incredible. And uh, anyway, let's pray for her. I think she's got a daughter that's got cancer, and so let's pray for her and believe God to to touch her and direct her path. And you that are watching, uh, be a part today with either Pastor Al or the church or both. All you got to do is go to the website. It's so easy. I say this every time. But it's so easy to give. And you that do and you that, you that contribute uh, to our ministry and help make this possible, appreciate it very much. Very much. We had to buy more minutes this week because so many people have been watching. So many people we've been watching. And buying those minutes was cost 800 and something or 1200 and something dollars. 1200 We've had so many people view that, it, you know, what we are, they charge us by the minute. I mean, we get thousands and thousands with a certain price each month. But when we go beyond that, that amount that people are watching, people are watching us an average of 68 hours a day. 68 hours a day people are watching us so uh, all our minutes were, were gone our gigabytes were gone not our minutes but our gigabytes were gone so we had to buy new gigabytes many more gigabytes which cost $1200 and we don't know how long that will last because the more people watch the quicker they go down and the more things we upload 
the more it costs. So you be a part and God will bless you. Did you get blessed today? Amen. Amen. Uh, Rosa, it's good to have you back. We missed you last week. And have you got a song to close with? Um, sure. <laughs> um, sure. Speed up things a little bit. How about that? <laughs> Pastor Al and what he has done for him. And now every time I sing this song, I think about Pastor Al. Well, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. Well, he healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me from just in time. I'm gonna praise his name. Well, he changed just the same. Come on and praise him. Look what the Lord Just a few minutes. Have you got me turned off? Um, you know, we're going to be going home and we've, we're all packed up and ready to go. But this is a, a long trip. You know, we, we get in Manila, their time Tuesday morning at 9 o'clock, which will be 9 o'clock or be uh, 8 o'clock your time tomorrow night, if everything's on time. And so... Um, uh, then we are there one day, and then we fly to another city, and there we're going to be there three days doing an awesome ministry, and we're actually going to be going to the dump because there's a friend of ours got a ministry there that people that live out of the dump, we're going to be going there and feeding those people, and uh, then we're going to, uh, there, there's a <clears throat> woman that used to work for me, uh, has a ministry that ministers to children with autism. She's got a child with autism. And there's several hundred of those parents that she's gathering together so we can minister to them. And so we'll be there three days and then we fly back to Manila and I'll do a meeting in Manila. And then we get in the car after that we drive. This will be next Sunday after we drive and uh, four and a half hours and then we got two days of meetings there and then we drive back to Manila and I have a big auditorium I have rented there and I've got a big praise and worship team. Uh, you that know Basillo that comes here, Pastor Basillo from the Philippines, his, his worship team and our big conference center that we've rented there and pastors are coming from all over the Philippines uh, and we'll finish with that and then come back and support the ones that's here when I'm gone because uh, I, I didn't plan this trip. I didn't want this trip. Uh, it was just one of those things I did not want to do. But my son just kept praying and talking to me and saying, Dad, you have to do it. And then someone 
volunteered to help us with the plane tickets and and uh, the, the things to make it happen, or, or, or we couldn't have gone. But when someone else stepped up to the plate and said, we believe you should do this, and uh, you still got some more in you. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I want you all to pray for us that safety, protection, and in Doha, we have a 50-minute connection. And if we miss that 50-minute connection, that means we have to spend the night in Doha, Qatar, which I don't relish at all. I mean, even though Doha is almost like Dubai, I, I don't relish would happen to stay there a night. I'd rather go on and be in ministry. And so uh, I, they, the airlines believe I can make the 50, we can make the 50-minute con connection. And so we're just praying that the plane lands and we're going to be next door to the to the connecting flight walkers. yeah we're, we're trust me we're fast walkers yeah. anybody's ever walked with her you know how about uh, adjoining gates how about adjoining gates adjoining gates adjoining gates off of one and onto the uh, other that'd one, right? be awesome Al. hey come on out here on the internet and all over the audience here all over the congregation let's just extend our hands let's just lift up pastor don and sharon in this trip and, and we want to just also pray a special blessing on this young man. Yeah. Right? Amen. Father God, we just pray that this is a life-changing experience for this one here. That as he returns to the place he was born, Lord, you touch his heart. And it's a life-changing experience for him. And the well of life in him increases. Yes, Jesus. And he follows you all of his life, Lord. Yes. And we pray for special favor, Lord, divine appointments, working of schedules, transportation, everything that needs to fall into place, Father God, for this trip to be totally successful, for people to be touched, healed, delivered, for ministers to be built up in the Word of God and inspired, Lord. We thank you so much that our pastors are not thinking of retiring, they're refiring, Lord. And their worldwide ministry is alive. It's alive and well, Lord God. They're not only all over the world on the internet, but they're still traveling, Lord God. So we pray for strength, Lord. No a jet lag, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Supernatural strength <laughs> Thank and you, rest. Lord. And even I if he has that. to sleep 14 hours straight while he's on the plane, the first leg, to catch up for what he lost yesterday Thank today. Thank you, Jesus. I receive. Father, you renew his strength yes, as the Lord. eagles. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. And they make that Thank connection you, with plenty of time to spare. And Father God, that you prosper this trip, Lord God. And you bless them and get them home safely. And, and uh, uh, Pastor Tim and his family, blessed yeah. and surrounded by angels. Everywhere they go, everything they do, from their hotels to their travel to the return, to get them all home safely, Lord. A hedge of protection. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Strengthen yes, the Lord. eagles. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. And they make that Thank connection you, with plenty of time to spare. And Father God, that you prosper this trip, Lord God. And you bless them and get them home safely. And, and uh, uh, Pastor Tim and his family, blessed yes. and surrounded by angels. Everywhere they go, everything they do, from their hotels to their travel to the return, to get them all home safely, Lord. A hedge of protection. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. amen Come on, amen. give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Amen.
We'll bless you and the internet. We'll say bye to you and God bless you. And